Okay, welcome back to Trends in Low Places, a comedic exploration of the dumbest stories of the day. I'm one of your co-hosts, Mike Cushing. And I am the dumber to his dumb, Michael Howard. Aw, don't say that about yourself. Or or possibly the dumber-er? No. <laughs> you, no, that shall not be named. Absolutely not. That movie does not exist. Because <laughs> I have so many of these that I can't wait until I get to the really, really bad ones. <laughs> <laughs> How many do you have written down? Um, right. I'm going to estimate uh, probably 20 to 25. Okay, so we've got at least 25 more episodes to go. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, we're good. That's perfect. Yeah. Well, Michael, how are you today? Uh, you know what? I'm pretty good because I leave for Costa Rica tomorrow evening. Yeah, we're recording this a little bit early. We're a Thursday night instead of a Sunday night because uh, somebody's going to be gone for a week. Yes, I am. I'm going to see so many monkeys and hopefully some sloths. Well, Michael, learn from me. Don't look them in the eyeball because they will <laughs> rip your face off. <laughs> Not these monkeys. They're very nice. All right. Well, they're very pleasant, nice monkeys. Well, I hope you make it back with your face intact. I hope so, too. Well, Michael, it is a um, a Thursday night. And uh, today was the start of the NCAA tournament March Madness. Yes, it was. I already don't have a perfect bracket, so I'm oh. good at this. I do. <laughs> I do. Speaking of which, um, I correctly called the first, I'm going to air quotes this, upset, uh, Middle Tennessee State. And since we this won't air for another week, I'm going to call my shot right now. Michael, they're going to go to the Final Four. We're going to find out. <laughs> I have them going to the Sweet 16, but that's that's as far as I got. Okay. Well, I guess we'll find out. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to so find out. So who is... Uh, I guess since this won't probably, this is not going to publish until uh, right before the Sweet 16. Uh, do you have the, any other? Elite Eight. Elite Eight. Okay. So who, who are there any other uh, kind of upsets that you got in your Elite Eight? Um, let's see. You know, I'm really feeling like um, Villanova is about to lose to uh, Mount St. Whoever they're playing because they're down 14 to 9 right now. So they're going to lose <laughs> probably by 60 points, I think. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. If you extrapolate that out, I think they lose... By about yeah. 20, 25 points. So, yeah. I feel pretty good about Sounds that. Right. I feel like Seton Hall is going to just 360, like, dunk, shatter the backboard on North Carolina uh, in the uh, round of 32. feel pretty good about that. That's my dad's alma mater, so Seton Hall <laughs> going all the way. Probably going to win. <laughs> probably going to win it all. Yeah. But, you know, we'll know. Prob- we'll probably we'll record not. before then. Yeah. Um, yeah, Michael, I don't know. Uh, North Dakota State, I feel pretty good about. They're going to dunk on Arizona pretty good. So, yeah. <laughs> So um, what I'm hearing from you is that you have watched approximately negative four minutes of basketball this year. Uh, that would m- maybe kind. I think maybe maybe negative <laughs> 20 minutes. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I'm going to call my shot. I got besides Middle Tennessee State being in the in the Sweet 16. I got Xavier going to the Sweet 16. OK. And SMU. So you know what? I don't know anything about either of those teams, but I recognize the names. Um, so I'm I mean, going to go S- with that. SMU, there's some pretty ponies. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. I will say my sister-in-law almost every year when uh, you know, she fills out her bracket, um, typically just goes by either school colors, whichever one she likes better, or which animal is either cuter or would win in a, in a fight, mm. depending on you know what the mascot is. Yep. Um, so she usually wins our like bracket challenge whenever i'm in the group with her so <laughs> so uh our friend curtis has he he's a man of many theories mm. but one of the things that he has is that uh like teams can be 
pretty reliably split into like either red teams or blue teams. Like most teams either have red as a, as a color or blue halo style as their dominant color. Right. Um, and so he, he says, cause he's like, well, I moved to Chicago, but I, I can't root for the bulls because they're red. He's like, I got the, the Cubs, which are blue, the, the bears, which are blue, the magic, yeah. which are blue. He's like, I can't go for a red team. So, um, what about Kansas State? They're purple. What what do you do with those bad boys? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how that fits in. Purple's a pretty sweet color though, I think, for a, a team. Like Northwestern with the black and the the black and purple and mm-hmm. Kansas State with the purple. I I'm I'm on board that. It's sharp looking. Yeah. 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 I will say I think I think he's onto something with the red versus blue. Michael, so you're you're a blue fellow yourself, huh? Well, I don't know. I mean, I, I used to be a Bulls fan. So, I mean, I'm mm. kind of both, I guess. Used but, to be. Yeah, huh? I mean, the just back in the Jordan days. <laughs> fair well, we- fair weather bandwagon bullshit, huh, Michael? Yeah, okay, no, no. Until until they decided to just. Oh, God, I don't even want to blow talk out their ACLs every I don't 10 seconds. Ta- I don't even want to talk about it. That's fine. Ra- well, Rajon, Rajon fucking Rondo. Well, Michael, speaking of blue things and clothing, uh, <laughs> I'm about to send you a link. I'd like you to just take a look. Um, this is the new wave of high fashion. I'd like to get your take on okay, it. Okay, I'm, I'm excited about this. Let's see. Please describe exactly what you see on the screen. Oh, sweet Jesus. <laughs> um, well, I see some high water, um, very light blue jeans. Yeah, uh, like stonewash jeans. Say stonewash uh, or acid wash jeans. They're probably capris, maybe, almost. Michael, yeah. you're, you're, um, there's one important detail you haven't yet. You know, I'm on. getting there. I'm getting there. So they... They look like what you might call a mom jean. Sure. Um, but for some reason, the knees are cut out in like, like a lot of the knees, not just like a knee pad, like a, it's like a very long from the, swatch. Yeah. Probably about seven inches of the knee yeah, to, like the, but, to the upper thigh. And replaced, replaced with plastic. Is that plastic? Yeah. It looks like it look it's some sort of delightful plastic. So what? Michael, do, sometimes, you know, when you're out on the town and you want to, you know, just people to really see your knees and your upper thigh. That's how I feel almost all the time. It's my best feature. <laughs> Nobody has nice knees. Well, okay. <laughs> Clearly, I've you never seen mine. I've never sir. been like, oh, man, I really want to see that person's knees. I just can't wait to see them. My- See those Did knees. you happen to see how much these knees cost, Mike? Or how much these jeans cost? <laughs> uh, I'm getting there. 95 some... fucking dollars at Nordstrom. Oh, your, no. First of all, the jeans don't go down to your ankle or, you know, to your heel. And then also they're missing a critical component of jeans. They're not they're not full pants in a number of different important ways. Uh, But like, okay, so like the first thing that usually wears out on your jeans is like either the knees or... Or like the back pocket. I always get that one that wears out from my wallet. Uh, uh, so mine like, used to be like the inseam because I had fat, fat thighs. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, your knees aren't going to wear out if they're like plastic, probably as fast, right? Yeah. So there's that. I will say anytime anything like synthetic, really, like or plastic touches my bare skin, though, <laughs> I just sweat like a mofo and feel very uncomfortable the entire time. I can't imagine... Like, wearing jeans in the summertime is bad enough. I can't imagine having these things just, like, glued to, like, my thigh. It sounds this, horrendous. This, the person modeling them, she doesn't even, she doesn't even look like she's enjoying this at all. How could she? I mean, yeah, also it looks. her shirt is inside out, I think. Probably. I mean, yeah. 
again, we we talked a little bit about like train spotting last week. This feels feels like something someone just picked up at like a home goods store or like a playlist <laughs> squad and someone like homemade these pants and that shirt and they're just like, uh, I've made a a huge grim mistake. Please take these pants away. Oh my god, they're called clear knee mom jeans. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, it's, we are in the darkest timeline, Michael. Ninety-five dollars. Mm-hmm. Oh Christ! We've talked a little bit about dumb products on this show, Michael. We had not too much on the uh, on the clothing aspect of things, but this is one of the dumbest things I think I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, no, I, I. And I'm not a fashionable man, so maybe I maybe this is just over my head. Well, I always tell Rachel that because I'll be like, "Oh, look at this person wearing this and this," or I'll be like, "I can't wear this with this," and she's like, "Sure, you can, totally." And I'm like, "Okay, I don't, I don't understand fashion anymore. Apparently, you can wear." black and brown together now which is a thing growing up i always thought that wasn't a thing you know there's like she wore this thing one time where like a she wore a dress and then a and then a belt but it like wasn't around the waist it was like below the the bosom and she okay. like she pointed it out to, on lots of other people too and i was like why why are you wearing a a boob belt. I don't understand like what is it <laughs> I've seen that on people. What is it holding up though? Like a belt holds something up. It's more of an accent, I think, right? I mean, I, I will know, say it holds my pants up. Well, it holds your pants up. <laughs> yeah, because that's what they're for. That's what your belt is for. Their belts for different things, <laughs> just to show things off. I don't know. I will say my fashion sense is just whatever clean clothes happen to be like not very wrinkled that day. I just throw them on and then hope to Christ I don't look like a complete goober. Yeah, I mean, look, I I like fashion. I I try to be fashionable. But well, like I clearly, don't. Michael, there's something on the, your horizon. Yeah. <laughs> Clear knee mom jeans are coming your way. Oh, my God. I kind of want to buy a pair and just wear them around and see what happens. Mm-hmm. I would assume someone in Chicago would just kill you. <laughs> like, Yeah, but they'll probably do that anyways. Cause... Right. But like they'll do it on purpose this time. Yeah. Oh, OK. OK. Yeah. All um, right, Michael. I think well, we actually just... before we go on from the jeans, uh-huh. this reminds me of uh I had a story bookmarked from a while back, like okay, back after we talked about CES. Um, there was a story that I came across of a pair of jeans that oh, no. <laughs> they're smart jeans. Kush, go on. This can't be good. They act as a wearable GPS, and they vibrate like on which side you're supposed to turn. When you need to go left or right, so you don't even have to take the phone out of your pocket. It just <laughs> vibrates the direction you're supposed to go. Okay, God, that's such a, like, <laughs> th- th- I think that's my biggest thing with, like, smart products, particularly, like, smart clothes. Um, I actually read something about a um, a Google and Levi's, like, jean jacket that actually, like, was sort of interesting to me because it was built to solve a very specific, like, sort of problem. It had, like, just the sleeves had conductive fibers in it. And it's just a good looking like jacket that's like maybe 300 bucks. So slightly more expensive than like a nice jacket would be. But it's for it's designed for people say in like big cities who are on their bike and they can't take their phones out of their pocket. So the sleeves have this conductive fiber in it. So you can program it to do like swipe left, swipe left is one thing, swipe right and like a couple different things. So without like taking your hands off the handlebars or taking your phone out, you can like do very simple commands. But it's also just like a slightly more expensive nice jacket and i was like that's okay but the jeans no but you should not be paying attention to anything else while you're on your bike was that you or me that was it wasn't me (laughs) 
<laughs> did your phone just like get a, a, a command? <laughs> Speaking think, of smart think, products that don't work. <laughs> I think it's just because I said Google, my Google oh. Home outside, which is like, hello. <laughs> but yeah, like this is one of my, my problems, like with people, especially in the big city, uh, you know, when I'm driving around, like we talked about this earlier today on Slack, like people put driving their fucking 3000 pound hunk of metal down the road at 60 miles an hour at like priority number six right behind like all these mundane shit and like the bikers do the same thing they're like looking around or they're cutting through traffic or they're on their phones or they're doing some bullshit and you're like do you realize if you run into me or if i even clip you you're going to die yeah like can you just pay attention for five fucking seconds that's really why i can't on your phone just just pull over I can't wait for drivable everything to show up because <laughs> it's no one wants to be doing it anyway. They're just on their phone regardless or, yeah. you know, doing whatever. Uh, Nobody likes driving. No, People it sucks. People are like, oh, I love driving. You're like, you're full of shit. You like driving on an open road and being able to just kind of like, you know, drive through the countryside. No one likes fucking driving in traffic. No. Source. And if you do, you, I fucking hate you. I'm just going to say yeah. it. I hate you. You're the worst, but you're part of the problem. Yeah. <laughs> Michael, I will say thank you for uh, not taking a uh, the easy shot at me for occasionally reading a book at the, in my car. <laughs> Look, I didn't I don't want you to get arrested, so I'm not going to I don't know if any law enforcement officers listen to our show. Um, Whatever. Come at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but I, I don't I don't like that. I don't like it at all that you do that. I haven't done it in a very long time. All right, well, that's good. That's good. You shouldn't. You shouldn't read a book while you drive. Yeah, okay. Well, <laughs> another hard line stance from Michael Howard. Damn it! I'm taking a hard line. I'm going to say I don't even care what your what your outlook on this is. I'm going to say trends in low places does not condone reading a book while you drive your car. Okay, we probably should have discussed this, Michael, before nope. we are just nope. making Sorry. declarative statements for yeah, the, the no, podcast. This, is, this just happened. That's, all right, fine. I guess I have to fall in line with that one. We are pro-demon, anti-reading a book while you drive your car, yep. and definitely anti-shitting in a urinal. Yeah, that that's a that's a poop bridge pranks too far. are definitely so. Michael, what if a what if I'm possessed by a demon who wants to get down on a book while I'm driving the car that he's currently riding in in my body? Mm. That's not that's my a, fault. That's actually that's actually a really good question. Um, does that hold up in court? I think it does. Not my fault. We were we were definitely pro demon before we were anti book while yeah. driving. So um, I'm gonna have to go. I'm not a lawyer, but I say precedent would probably be in your favor on this one. <laughs> good, good to know. <laughs> so I do have somewhere we can go from that, <laughs> which um, that amazes me actually that you have somewhere you can go from that. It'd be to Russell Crowe. <laughs> uh sweet yeah no okay. i'm in okay um well michael since we brought is he, we is he fighting around the world no no um well kind of actually yeah he is kind of fighting around the world all right, bring cool. that bring that one back all right uh, um so michael since we we circled back to demons somehow um who would you say a demon's greatest enemy is if they ha- you know if they had one probably uh god yeah god a jesus god. Or, yeah. or Jesus, depending yeah. on on your, I guess, religious affiliation. Okay, yeah, probably you know, probably Jesus. Um, <laughs> we're just gonna <laughs> take that Santa, probably yeah. Jesus. Yeah, well, Michael. So the, I'll I'll bring it back around. Um, are you familiar with the movie Gladiator? 
Yes. Yes. Um, if Academy had- Award winning. Movie. Academy Award winning Russell Scott film starring mm-hmm. Russell Crowe, Gladiator. Are you not um, entertained? Yeah. Good old Maximus Decimus Aurelius, mm-hmm. or whatever his name was. Um, <laughs> Michael, if if you if someone told you there was going to be a sequel to Gladiator, nope. what would you say? And if it had to be made, what would you expect it to be? Uh, yeah, I would say no, because he definitely... Totes died at the end he of that was one. Defo dead at defo the end of that, that flick. Um, for sure. So Maximus could definitely not come back, but I guess the uh his whatever the other dude, Joaquin Phoenix's character, he was, well, he was still also, very much alive. He was also Defo dead. The only character that mattered who was still alive was uh Jimon Hansu's character, Juba, um, the fellow gladiator that he made friends with. That Everyone is true, else was but, but the um but Joaquin Phoenix's wife was still alive and his son, right? I think so. So yeah. it could maybe be his son coming to power and then taking, uh, maybe taking revenge on the gladiators because a gladiator killed his father. Yeah, Michael, that sounds fucking stupid as hell. And you're an idiot for even <laughs> saying that. God. So anyway, this week at South by Southwest, um, Sir Ridley Scott was, uh, he's got his next movie, Alien Covenant, coming out. Mm. And someone asked him, or he was talking about a Gladiator sequel. Um, and this is what he said to Entertainment Weekly. I know how to bring him back. I'm having this talk with the studio, but he's dead. But there is a way of bringing him back. <laughs> Whether it will happen, I don't know. Melisandre? So close, Michael. <laughs> so uh, apparently a couple years ago, uh, Nick Cave, a musician, uh, wrote a sequel script for this movie um and in this movie just after he dies okay. uh maximus is pulled into some sort of dream world out of that like field that that like wavy gray like okay. fields of yeah, grain yeah. that he sees yeah and then much like demons uh the old roman gods have pulled him aside into this hut and they're all just old and decrepit and they want someone to kill Jesus. No, no, <laughs> what? Um, or just the the one true God. Um, so, so like uh, this supposes that the Roman gods exist, but that yeah. also Jesus exists. Mm-hmm. Well, but in Jesus the Roman world, where Christians are sort of on the rise, uh, but Jesus is Jesus not the Son of God? He's just a guy in this movie. He is. So this, Michael, I got to tell you, this is just fucking buck wild and all of it makes no sense. So first of all, the first Gladiator was remarkably non-religious. Yeah. And like, it's all just like, oh, these are just people killing each other. Uh, Other than like Elysium and his views of like going to see his wife and kid who are dead. That comes into play in this script as well. Um, (laughs) The gods sent him on this mission to kill the one like Christian god. Um and then Hephaestus, the Roman like blacksmith god, uh, sends him back into the world of living because he thinks the old gods are wrong and just need to go away. Um, so Maximus comes back from the dead as Maximus, then is told that his son, who also was very much murdered in the previous <laughs> film, is back. And he needs to go find him. And But his son is fighting with the Christians against the Romans. Um, and so then Maximus switches sides. Starts fighting the Romans. Um, and then eventually, like, the end of the movie is Maximus being 
reincarnated over and over and over again, like through the Crusades, through Vietnam, and then the last scene of the movie is him in the fucking Pentagon as like a joint chief of staff being like, well, gentlemen, what's next? <laughs> so like completely losing the whole like, hey, old Roman gods, good, like you need to go kill them. Go kill Jesus. He's just, no, now, now Maximus is immortal and fighting <laughs> war forever. <laughs> what? Wait. Wait. You know, gladiator. Wait. <laughs> Wait. Wait. So this movie supposes that the Roman gods exist to a point that they can make someone come back from the dead. Yes, very much so. But that Jesus also exists. Yes, very much so. Which means that that Christian god presumably also could exist yes. in, this, in this movie. But mm-hmm. then he also gets reincarnated multiple times, which is a a Buddhist kind of, uh, yeah, I guess principle. Um, so basically, this movie knows nothing about religion at all, but like a lot about all of the religion, or like a little bit about every religion, and it just kind of just yeah, and then smashes but then them the, all together. But then at the very end, it's just like, oh yeah, fuck all that religion shit. It's more just now he's like a time traveling like <laughs> war man. It was just the ultimate war boy. Um, yeah, I'm in. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm in. That sounds I'd, great. It makes literally literally no sense. No. I'm gonna watch this movie when it inevitably comes out because oh, yeah. apparently Ridley Scott is fully on board with it. Oh my god, I I don't even know what to say about this. By the movie. way, he he says I don't know if it'll happen because Gladiator was in 2000, so Russell Crowe has changed a little bit. <laughs> he got fat, is what he's saying. <laughs> So, I saw him in I saw him in the what was that the uh the nice guys he's fat yeah he got by fat. the way the nice guys is fucking rad as hell uh no it's not I saw it it's terrible wow you're dumb and it and no wrong. it was like it was like two and a half hours long and it should have been an hour and a half and there's like it would have been fine if it was like an hour less long fair enough yeah wow okay well I feel like we've derailed our uh, <laughs> our gladiator Russell Wait, Crow comment. speaking but speaking of movies that were made back in the day that are going to be remade. Did you see this shit about how they're going to remake the Matrix? Uh, from what I understand, it's it's probably going to be like an expansion on the like Michael B. Jordan. Like they said, Michael B. Jordan will probably be in it. He won't be Neo. Like they're not. Oh, I, don't see, think they're I saw that he was going to be Neo, and they're actually like just remaking this shit. I heard he like explicitly would not be Neo, which is oh. kind of like that movie's only twenty five years old. Well, shit, twenty five years old. Holy crap! It's um, not twenty five years old. Pretty sure it is, my man. What that would put it at uh, nineteen? I don't know how time works. No, no, that would put it at nineteen ninety one. If it was twenty five years old, that's definitely not it. It was nineteen ninety okay. like seven. Six sorry, seven, sorry, right? it's seventeen years old. It was ninety nine. Ninety nine. Okay, so it's eighteen years old or seventeen. Yeah. I so, can't math. We know this. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but shit. Actually, you know what? But like, I would love to see the Matrix like with today's kind of technology and CGI if they got like the same kind of people to do that because I mean it really was kind of ahead of its time as far as like the the bullet time and all that shit yeah I mean like the work they did to make it look how it did was like it was all cutting edge like you know the bullet time like they invented that um I just feel like they're gonna cheap out if they do it again yeah well so the thing is so apparently Keanu Reeves might be in it Um, oh then I'm in I'm 100% he might be included uh Lana and Lily Wachowski are Probably not in it, as far as I know. Like they're not included. Well, uh, Keanu at least says right he now. wouldn't. The thing he I wouldn't do it, it without them. wouldn't do it without the Wachowski siblings. Right. 
But I mean, so the thing about it is though, like <laughs> the last, like the first movie, incredible. The mm-hmm. second two, yeah, that's right. I feel like they should down. just redo the second two. But the thing, the nice thing about it is that it did end pretty ambiguously or with room for like more to happen. So like it could just be like, they could move on from there. Can they just uh, pretend that the second two didn't exist? Kind of like they keep in, like remaking the Incredible Hulk and pretending that the other ones didn't exist. They did that once. <laughs> right. <laughs> we just be like, oh, the Matrix 2 and 3. I don't remember what they were called. Revolutions and other one. Other one. Yeah. Reloaded. <laughs> it was reloaded and then revolutions because um, we had a friend in uh, college who dated three different guys named Dan. And so the first guy was Dan and then it was and then it was new Dan and like new Coke. Um, and then the, she Dana went, Ma- the Dana Matrix was the animated went, Dan. And then she went back to the old Dan. And so we called him Dan Classic. But then she went to a third Dan and we called him Dan Revolutions. OK, I like yeah, that. So fourth dan dan zero <laughs> dan life with stevia i feel like we we probably instead of new dan you should have been like dan two electric boogaloo though there's a lot of options there yeah. for sure yeah all right so speaking of uh bibles and uh how to completely bastardize their um i guess <laughs> retelling or recreation um were you aware that there is a bible museum in Ohio. Um, no, I knew there was a, ooh, I want to say creation museum in like somewhere in Kentucky that had yeah. built like a two scale replica yeah. of Noah's Ark, which <laughs> that's pretty fun because he got like tax breaks for doing it, which I love that's how you cool. say two scale. Like we know what the fucking scale of Noah's Ark was. Well, we do. They said uh, how many cubits oh, every, okay. everything was. Yeah. And then although a cubit is like the length of a man's forearm. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so we there's all close enough. There's also like the what the the Bible theme park in Orlando, whatever it's called. I have actually been to that park, Michael. No, you haven't. I have been to that park. Oh my god. We've discussed my uh education as a young man uh, on yeah. this show. In a town full of pretty fun theme parks. Mm-hmm. It's a bit of a snoozer, let yeah. me tell you. <laughs> not not a ride in sight, my friend. See, I think they're missing. There's no laser shows. There's yeah. no fireworks. It's just like reenactments. I feel like there of, should be a ride. Uh, yeah, like, I also re- recreating thought, recreating Jesus's at, when he was a baby, like riding down the the river to get away from uh, King Herod. So, so you just want a lazy river where you where exactly. you lie in a straw basket exactly. and just cry a lot, and then yeah. a nice Egyptian lady picks you up and brings <laughs> and adopts you into her family, and then uh, yeah, that I mean yeah, that sounds pretty good. I mean that sounds way better than whatever you're describing. Yeah, it was not, it's not an enjoyable time. Well, this one in Ohio is pretty great, but not probably for the reasons that they were hoping. Not the right reasons. Um, So it is full of scenes recreated from the Bible with wax figures. Okay. I mean, that's not like the Hall of Presidents at Disney. Kind of, yeah. Except that um, they apparently didn't feel like paying to have their own wax figures made, so they kind of just took in a bunch of rejects from Madame Tussauds. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so we're talking like a Stephen Colbert with like four eyes or something. Just not in? quite. No, I mean they're pretty close, but basically you have like um, you know John Travolta as King Solomon. <laughs> he or- he is the wisest of us all, Michael. <laughs> or like Tom Cruise <laughs> as Jesus. <laughs> 
Wait, they actually put Tom Cruise as Jesus? That man? Uh, oh, no. Yeah, Tom Cruise is uh, being reborn uh, where um, where Paul uh, baptizes Jesus in the river. Um, it's Tom Cruise. We're kind of... Actually, it's not really Tom Cruise. It kind of looks like maybe Tom Cruise is like not as good looking cousin or brother or something right because like the, i said they're rejects it was the first was. it was the first try at doing right. a wax tom cruise and it was like ooh, i didn't quite nail it yeah it's got elizabeth taylor as the pharaoh's wife prince philip as the as an angel um <laughs> it's like i like so you had this great idea for a museum you're like hey we're gonna put all this wax figures but like Oh shit, wax figures are really fucking expensive. Yeah, it turns out we don't got that kind of money. Yeah, and somebody's like, hey, you know what? I know where we can get discounted wax figures. They kind of look like Steve McQueen and Ringo Starr. Let's just fucking throw them in there. Because you know who was at the Last Supper? Definitely fucking Ringo Starr. <laughs> it was Ringo and Bono, and, you know, I think The Edge was probably there too. <laughs> That's really, I mean, it's it's surprising that like for, say like Moses or even like I guess not you know Cleopatra it wouldn't be one to one but uh, like they didn't get people who've played these people in movies like having Yul Brenner or like <laughs> Eve Harrington from the Ten Commandments movies who like played these like Old Testament characters it just seems like they could probably get an old like wax model of those people rather than just like oh yeah we got we got the guy from Creed. <laughs> oh shit they have george harrison as god huh oh no. james james woods attended the last supper though so i mean that you've got james woods james woods <laughs> and again like that's very odd to me uh again having grown up in the way that i did you know not uncommon to hear the word holly weird thrown around um, and just very much look down on, you know, the evils that come out of Hollywood and actors. It's It seems very odd that they would l- just use, like, cast off celebrity like wax people to, like, represent religious figures that are clearly very important to them if they're making a museum. It's like, sure, Tom Cruise is basically the face of a bonkers other religion, but yeah, we'll we'll make him Jesus. Yeah, in our I mean, in our creation museum. I mean, why not? Um, yeah, <laughs> these pictures. I sent you a link. These pictures are just—they're absurd. <laughs> they're absurd. Yeah, let me see. And the the best part is like so. <laughs> <laughs> so if you wanted, if you wanted to go see these these wax characters, you cannot even pretend like you aren't. You aren't there to glorify God. Oh my God! Because and they will, they will say no. You cannot come on a tour if you even hint at the fact that you're trying to make fun of these wax figures. Oh, I don't want to do that. I will say that all of these things look almost like uh, puppets from Team America, like World <laughs> Police. Like they're just like very oddly yes. shaped and just like proportioned. Mm. None of them look good. No. Uh, so. I can see why they didn't make the grade for like Madame Tussauds. Like they're like, no, try again later. Like you're not quite, you're not quite there. Have you have you ever been to a Madame Tussauds? Uh, no, I think the closest I get, I've gotten is like the Hall of Presidents at Disney. Okay, I've I, seen uh, I've like never actually on... been inside, but I I, wa- I went to one and it was closed, and they had like the next to the ticket window, they had a couple wax figures. Like next to it, there was like a Michael Jackson and then mm-hmm. something else, and they are. 
insanely lifelike, like uncanny valley to the fucking max. Yeah, I know I've seen pictures and like when I think Colbert got in there. So he had like he went to like when he was still in the Colbert report, he went to the museum and like kind of walked through and met his like wax doppelganger. He's like, it looks pretty damn lifelike and real. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Apparently they don't like to advertise the fact that, uh, you know, they have Ringo Starr as (laughs) one of their wax figures. It's so weird. I don't know why they wouldn't want to just sing that to the heavens and really just get everyone (laughs) up, up in that piece. Uh, some of the figures include Clark Gable, Steve McQueen, George Harrison, Marlon Brando, and Burt Lancaster. Oh, well, good. You gotta get Lancaster in there. Yeah, yeah. Man, yeah, that's that's weird to me. Again, like, just growing up so, how I did, like, hearing people's, like, opinions on that the... sort of thing. Okay, so when I grew up, I grew up in my family, my mom's side of the family is all Greek. Yeah. Um, so we went to a Greek church, we did all of the Greek Easter and all that stuff, and, like, uh... Greek Orthodox is very similar to kind of like it's very similar to like Catholic where there's like a lot yeah. of a lot of icons and, um, you know, everyone dresses in like the traditional garb. But well, ev- not everyone like the priests and, and stuff like that and the, the cantors and all those types of things. But we always had these um these icons next to the altar of like, you know, Michael, you know, Archangel Michael, Archangel Gabriel, you know, Jesus, Mary, all these things. And like. I always thought that like and, and like a lot of people think that that's very wrong because you're not supposed to have like idols, right? Right. So how would they feel about wax figurines dressed up like Jesus? Right. That's <laughs> <laughs> I think Michael, you're probably not shocked to know that uh you know, cognitive dissonance kind of runs rampant through a lot of uh the protestant churches and it's like yeah like you shouldn't like even like i know people my dad grew up catholic so i remember when uh he he wears a crucifix around his neck and mm-hmm. the in the catholic style his has christ on the crucifix and yep. i remember my mom took me to me to get like a a necklace and a, a crucifix for me and she's like well we can't get jesus on ours because that's you know that's not how we do it and i was like well mm-hmm. why if dad has it and she's like, well, we don't we don't put like, you know, graven images or idols or whatever. It's like, oh, okay, sure. That makes none of the sense, but okay. Um like not, yeah, not it's, to, it's not kind to of get this. too far into it and not like but like yeah. the idea that a cross is your like main holy symbol, symbol uh is kind of fucked up to me because it's like, hey, here's the thing that your god was murdered on. Like when people have like the the spikes. Well, One Michael, time I went to a church service with was... my parents and they like handed out these spikes and I was like, okay, this is fucking morbid as shit. That I do. I, oh shit, I do remember that. Yeah. So, I mean, like one, I get the cross is like, that's a symbol of his sacrifice, not his murder. Like he, Maybe he, he was murdered did though. He was but hardcore. He was hardcore pre-murdered <laughs> basically by his dad. Um, but uh, yeah, I do remember for Christmas, uh, our church handed out like iron nails that we were supposed to like hang right? at the heart of the christmas tree and then like think about it well, but like why because i'm that eight like years an old thing and not a christmas thing right again michael there's a lot of things still make a whole lot of sense about it <laughs> but yeah i agree uh, okay. uh, like, I think the, we, the notion i really of, feel like i really feel like we need to change topics real fast before i alienate or i just piss off literally every listener we have <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, download our plus extension where Michael just rants about uh, about religion for a while. Um, but yeah, Michael, I, I, I am with you that the idea of using celebrities that you don't like or like imperfect copies of celebrities you don't like to represent the you know most famous people of your religion who you mm. shouldn't idealize anyway is yeah. an odd thing to be doing and then mm-hmm. charging money yeah. for people to come see it's it's, it's not a great dollars it's 27 dollars to come look at wax figurines that you took from madame tussauds that were rejects from madame tussauds yeah again and no rides probably not even a, a sweet like water slide <laughs> i can get like into disney for a hundred bucks yeah i get into disney for a hundred bucks i could do all sorts of shit like there could be so many cool rides you could have yeah. like, oh, we're riding the Ark during the fucking storm or like, hey, we're going to cross the uh, the Red Sea after Moses parted it. And it would like it would be <laughs> just like a the, rad ass, like w- like a roller coaster through water. Just, right. Yeah. Like, it would be like the, th- the like the 4D experience that we talked about. Where it would Michael, be don't like, even get me started about chariot ride bumper cars. <laughs> exactly. Like Damn, fucking Ben Hur ride. That would be great. OK, it's they're time for a Trends in Low Places. It branded uh bible experience where we just go <laughs> buck wild and get right after it i can't think of a better person to run a bible themed theme park than me so that's well, michael great. i think you know you know how to find the fun in the bible that's which I, I think is lacking from the current bible experiences that are out there you need to catch teach I kids the about fun back in fundamental christianity <laughs> <laughs> Hey, cut this baby in half. <laughs> oh, shit. That would be great. Would be, that would be one of the games. The feats of strength? Cut, rather than, the, like, rather than the hammer you... game, it's just like, see if you can chop a baby in half. Like, oh, <laughs> by the way, we're going to cut all of this. <laughs> yes. 100%. <laughs> hey, cuz, speaking of uh, religion and Christianity, um, you said that you had a story about porn. <laughs> <laughs> Sure do. Yeah. Um, I grew up, you know, learning that porn was the worst thing and you could possibly ever uh, manage. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I saw a story today. And again, um, we're, this is coming right on the heels of that big old snowstorm uh, that happened in, you know, March 14th. Um, and so I didn't realize that uh, Pornhub, the massive porn distributor, keeps a, a, a pretty good blog with like just data insights of how people use their platform, which is a little terrifying um but uh actually similar to i don't know if you ever read like okay cupid's blog about like how people date no kind of some fascinating shit in there i haven't read i haven't checked it in in a while but uh they put out some pretty interesting stuff just about how people meet and talk and like interact with each other it's pretty cool did you hear about the um vibrator company that just recently settled with um it was a class action lawsuit where apparently they were collecting so it was a smart vibrator that you could control with an app, which apparently is a thing that we we had talked about this last week and we tried to we tried to TM it, but apparently somebody had gotten to it before us. Well, but, yeah, we yeah, we were close. Yeah, but they like apparently you could control it with an app, but the app sent a ton of data back to the company about how and when it was used and which settings were used. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> So they uh, there was a lawsuit and they did not admit any wrongdoing, but they did uh, pay out like, I don't know, three and a half million dollars or something like that. 
Yeah, got to read those license, those user agreements because yeah. uh, I guarantee you that you agreed to have all your your sex data collected, right? And you had to like sign up with a with an email address when you when you use the app, so they Yikes. could theoretically um, tie your activity to yes. yourself and then sell ads <laughs> to you. Like, oh yeah, it's like Ooh. sounds sounds like you're not lasting as long as you would hope. You're a real minute man, huh? Mm. Well, guess we'll take a look at this. <laughs> uh, yeah, but um, so yeah. Speaking of data coming out so of sexual Pornhub. Yes. Um, so uh, Pornhub uh, took a look at how usage on their platform increased and decreased throughout the day on March 14th during the winter warms winter storm Stella, uh, and they saw like a pretty significant bump in usage, particularly in northern states. Uh, <laughs> Maryland, New Jersey, for instance, each saw about a 20% bump in users 20%? from those states over the daily average. Yeah. So people were just stuck inside and rather than shoveling snow or hanging out with their family, were just getting down on their hogs. But what, like, why not just watch a movie? Well, Michael, I'm sure you can do both. <laughs> I mean, I suppose what kind of movie it is. Well, I mean, you know, t- take some time to yourself. And then you're stuck inside all day, you know. Watch you a only, movie. Go back to go so back many, to Pornhub. You can only watch, watch another so movie. So many episodes of a show before yeah. you're just like, you know what? I just need to get well, down on this real quick. I mean, after three episodes, Netflix asks you, "Are you still watching?" It's like, thanks for the break, Netflix. <laughs> I'm gonna go crank my hog real quick. <laughs> and so this is actually, I, I this story came to my attention because. Uh, on International Women's Day, Pornhub <laughs> actually posted a like a pretty significantly long blog post about how women use Pornhub much differently than men do. Um, okay, okay. Uh, I mean, obviously, specifically, so they don't give a good breakdown of the demographics of like. So okay, they do. So women account for around twenty six percent of visitors to Pornhub. It's um, actually higher than I would have expected. To be honest, right? That's that's fair. Um, but, uh, nearly 80% so that means of that there are more women on a percentage basis that use Pornhub than are in Donald Trump's cabinet. Cool. <laughs> By a, a significant yeah. margin, Michael. Yeah, great. Right. Um, but, um, about 80% of traffic from, uh, women is on a smartphone ah. or a tablet. It comes from mobile, uh, as opposed to about 68%, 69% for men. So they don't uh, want, they don't really want the, like the... They don't want the, the images to be too big, is what you're saying. I, I mean, again, I, neither of us are women, um, so I don't want to <laughs> dive into. What? I think it's more, more just like I, I am uh, more of a desktop man myself, uh, <laughs> but I think it's more to say like a, a privacy or like clandestine sort of thing is what I would imagine. But uh, yeah, I, I, it probably is a little bit more. I mean, it is a double standard like it, you know, guys are just kind of expected to look at porn and like women are not. Or, yeah, I think it's maybe not expected, but like it's just like uh, boys will be boys. Right. Um, I think a lot of it comes down to also just like device because oddly enough, um, like Chrome OS, like the Chromebook like thing is like women use that by a much higher degree than men do. Mm-hmm. Uh on desktop by like like 53% of desktop women who are desktop users use Chromebooks so i think mm-hmm. it's more just a hardware thing sometimes too like just like yeah, yeah it is a hardware thing hey. you know, talking about hey yeah but i don't know i thought i thought 
both this, the level of data that Pornhub releases and digs out of like their users is pretty impressive. But uh, yeah, so when it's cold, people get down on themselves <laughs> and uh, women like to, to look at their phones. You know, uh, you know what's funny about that? So on a completely separate, like completely separate of that, like I did not know that you were going to bring that up. I also yeah, Michael. I tried. I tried to get ahead of you on the sexy story thing because I know that's usually your thing, but I kind of wanted to jump in there before you. Got yeah, it. well, I found a story that is also has some information from Pornhub. Oh, okay. Oddly enough, how um, about that? Guess how much? Guess how many hours of online pornography were watched on Pornhub last year, 2016? How many hours? Oh boy. Um, worldwide. Yeah. Is it? More than a hundred billion. <laughs> no, it's see you just you just killed. I mean, you just killed the number if you start out at a hundred billion. <laughs> uh, sorry, sorry, Michael. Let me, was it a thousand hours of porn? <laughs> it was four point six billion hours. Again, lower than I would have expected. <laughs> do, you re- do you? But that like that's twelve and a half videos for every person on Earth. Twelve and a half videos. Yeah. Like what are we, Michael? Again. I've seen porn. They vary. <laughs> what are we? What are we it doesn't ta- say what's how a, long the video? video. It doesn't say how long the videos that they're assuming is. But I do remember he- reading something like a, a couple years ago, like before the internet existed. Um, you know, when people had to buy porn through their hotel rooms, and like the average, <laughs> the average length of after someone bought a porno on their hotel room TV, the average length of actually watching the video was like. 45 seconds or something like it was very quick <laughs> all right uh, so it's assuming it's assuming the that one video is approximately 20 20 minutes or so 22 minutes okay so it's basically a, a half hour show with commercials is this video sure so basically got to wait for the story to develop and then <laughs> you know yeah i get it <laughs> so basically let, wait let me let me let me do a, look, a quick calculation here so if it's assuming yeah, pre- please break down the numbers. Do the math. So that's, yeah, that's that's a lot. So I mean, at four point six billion hours, there's there's seven billion people approximately in the United. I mean, in, in the world. So I mean, basically, we're at over a half hour per person that exists in the entire world. Okay, and unfortunately, probably a good amount of those people don't have access to Pornhub or a smartphone or right. a, a computer. Right. Um. So. Bump that up a little bit more. People are watching a lot. Yeah. I mean, whatever. Nothing wrong with that. No, there's nothing wrong with it. Um, But the problem is, is that the this group of researchers, <laughs> which I wonder how you get funding to research porn, but... Michael, the fu- the fucking uh, people get funding for fucking it. well, not under Donald Trump moving forward, but people no. get funding for literally oh, no, everything. They're definitely like, getting funding for porn under Donald well, Trump. Well, yeah, people get funding for sure. porn and you know all sorts of fun stuff, but uh, it, there there's the things people get funded for is just insane sometimes. So, <laughs> so basically, researchers de- devised a five minute test that has a uh, list of seventeen questions on it. And you Michael, answer I, it, I don't like where this is going, you for my own from, sake. You from a scale of one to seven, where one is never and seven is all the time. Uh-huh. And you answer these questions, um, uh-huh. and then it tells you whether or not you're addicted to porn. The answer is yes, obviously, duh. It found 4% of users are addicted to watching porn. Oh, okay. Porn. That's, okay, great. Okay, because I remember when, 
in college, uh, you know, our student organization uh, that we were in, uh, we had a a nice sheriff's deputy come in and explain the dangers of drinking alcohol to us, <laughs> but also gave the warning signs of alcoholism. Mm-hmm. And he he said four or five things, and I remember very clearly internally being like, oh, no. And then looking around the room and seeing on everyone's faces, like, and everyone meeting each other's eyes, so like, we're all, we're all, it's everyone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty much everyone in college is an alcoholic. Just, just by the definition of yes. it, and like, oh, oh, what's yeah, binge well, drinking? I, mean, the one I that did gets that everyone, this yeah, morning. The one that gets everyone is like, oh, if you binge drink more than like once a week, and it's like, right. okay, I'm in college, of course I fucking binge drink once a and week. And the definition an of asshole. binge drink is like you had more than three drinks right. in a night. Come yeah. on, come on, <laughs> come on. So <laughs> basically, the researchers kind of divided porn users into three different categories. Okay. Uh, recreational uh, vexation <laughs> obsession and full on just full on addiction, addiction. <laughs> so there's recreational distress okay and compulsive so those are for the addicts no just for oh just in general. in general so okay. recreational you watch an average of 24 minutes a week <laughs> okay uh distressed is you watch an average of 17 wait no that doesn't make any sense it says watch an average of 17 minutes a week. That's less than recreational. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. 17 minutes a week, are you sure? We're going to skip over that one. So compulsive, uh, which is 12% of their users were compulsive, which is a- an average of 110 minutes a week. That is a problem, to be fair. Two hours a week. That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's too much. <laughs> Just by any, like, I don't know. I- I'll be honest, when when it's... My time to shine in that regard. I'm kind of in and out. I'm just like, eh, whatever. <laughs> well, like, you know what? It kind of depends, though. Like, comparing it on an average of hour or of minutes a week just doesn't seem right because, like, some people just last a lot longer than others. Right. Yeah. Like, I feel like it should be, like, amount of times that you get off a week from porn. Well, again, even that, I think... I think that's different because I think the addiction level of it is just that you can't stop looking at it. And I think that's regardless of whether or not you're getting off or not. It's a compulsive behavior and <laughs> that like you can't stop yourself from looking at it. Maybe. I don't think a lot of times it's probably not even the orgasm is probably not even that important in terms of and I don't know too much about sexual addiction or porno- por- pornography addiction <laughs> in general. Um, but I, I would say that. Time is probably a factor, or especially time in in relation to you don't do other things because you're too busy. Yeah, it did to- say that um, some of the people in the com- the compulsion category uh, were mostly men aged 19 to 24 and uh, had lost Weird. relationships and jobs as a result of their addiction. Yeah, so I'm going to pivot on this a little bit because I was listening to some uh, dude, shockingly on NPR, who was talking for way too long about the addiction of like video games and world of warcraft uh and specifically world of warcraft and it was almost shitting on the fact that they didn't have like outside like physical like person-to-person relationships in the world but they were like spending time hanging out with people online okay and like he he was calling that out as an addiction um and that like people had a severe problem because they weren't talking to people like face to face they were just like interacting with them online which i have a huge problem with because 
a good portion of my like high school times was like I was on my computer a lot and I was like talking to people on the internet, um, strangers and like in like chat rooms. I know my like my sister, for instance, like a lot of her friends, so she's met online or she knows only online, which I don't well, think it's. Yeah, uh, I mean, my problem is that he was a 65 year old man saying that people shouldn't be playing video games because they are ruining like their real world relationships, which is dumb to me. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I agree. Like, I feel, I mean, obviously there's there's a level of addiction to to those things like World of Warcraft, where if you're like not eating or sleeping and not doing nothing but playing World of Warcraft, that's a problem. Like the time that I stayed up to like 4:30 in the morning playing Civilization, that was probably an issue. Well, Michael, that's just how civilization is. <laughs> that's not an addiction. That's just a game that will not let you stop playing. Or like playing back until in high done. school when. Uh, when also, I, would... I feel personally attacked because I literally did that last week three nights in a row. So please back <laughs> off. Or like back in high school when I played uh, Roller Coaster Tycoon until like the next day of school one time. Um, but Michael, like... that's because you hated school. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I feel like the kind of. If you have friends that are online, you are probably exposed to a actually a lot different things. A lot, I guess uh, they're more likely to not be many like different you. viewpoints. You're exposed to many different viewpoints online than you would be just by like going to your and hanging out with people in your school. Almost by its very nature, an online community is less homogeneous than like right. your neighborhood or your school. I mean, like we've talked a little bit about this before, but like. My school where I grew up, especially the fact that it was a private Christian school that I was lucky enough to, my family was lucky enough to be able to afford to send me. Like, there was just a lot of white kids who believed the exact same thing that right, I did. Which is why you had to find other friends. Right. Yeah. But it's like, you know, just by its nature, on like online friendships or like a community online, it brings people from a lot of dis- disparate yeah. backgrounds and everything. So, like, you're by nature going to have different interactions. And um, I feel like there still is a stigma about online relationships, whether it's like friends online or even like dating online, which is it just seems odd to me because there's we do so much online. We, you know, shop online. We, uh, you know, communicate online with lots of people. We we do business online. We work online. But like there's still this weird, um, I don't know, stigma against like friends or relationships online that I just don't quite yeah, I mean, I have a number of friends who, like, met their significant others through the internet, like, through chat rooms, and then got to know them, and then, like, met up, and then dated long distance yeah, and all that shit. I don't see shit. how that's any worse than meeting someone at a bar. It's probably better, because you have time to, like, get to know them <laughs> right. and, like, actually build, like, a foundational relationship. Yeah, I mean, and even, I mean, it's weird. Um, you know, we've talked a little bit about online dating and, like, profiles uh, mm-hmm. in, in previous episodes, and, like... Half the time, or not half the time, but like a significant amount of people on the like on the apps I'll see is like I won't tell how we met. It's like I will. Like I don't give a shit. Like yeah, you know, like it's like I don't like, know. It's I just mean, a- obviously, I haven't been in the dating game for a long time since before online dating really existed in, in the mainstream. But like, I just don't see. I don't see the the issue. I don't see why it's why there's still a stigma. Like if I was single, I would 100% be online dating because I've been out to bars and meeting people at bars is fucking awful. I mean, I think I dislike most people I've ever talked to. That's not, you know, that's <laughs> fine. Um, and my, we, Michael, we talked last week about embracing the singularity with open arms and that we can't wait to live in a fully digital robot future. Um <laughs> 
And, you know, I, uh, I kind of see it kind of going that way. I mean, I understand, like, if you're if you're addicted to something to the point, whether it's porn or World of Warcraft or whatever, that, like, it's actively, like, affecting your health and, like, right. making you a sick person, then, yeah, you should obviously seek help for that. But I think the but fact people that... people are addicted to food, and that doesn't mean that food is bad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just, like, food itself is not bad. Right. Porn, porn consumed healthily is not bad. Um, World of Warcraft, if you use it to just, you know, have fun or meet people, it's fine. Um, so yeah, I just, I, I, I always hear, I'm a little sensitive to it just because I love video games and have played them, like, just like you my entire life. But like, when like six year old dudes who have stupid degrees are like, get airtime <laughs> and just get to say dumb things because they're being interviewed by other six year old dudes who have no idea what the fuck, like, how damaging what they're saying is, drives me up a wall. I mean, I think you can agree with me when I say that the sooner that we stop listening to 60-year-old dudes tell us how to do anything, the sooner that we'll be in a much better place. Yeah, that's probably that's probably fair. I um, mean, like, the, the world has changed so much in the last even 10 years that... You can't you can't judge things on the same the same way you would have ten years ago. You just can't. Right, things are and, different. And pe- if the, the re- and people not understanding this is kind of what gets us in this problem in the first place. Like, I'm sorry, the world isn't the same as, as it was thirty years ago, but fucking get over it. I'm actually literally not sorry at all. Right, <laughs> and you can eat like just ten so- plates of shit. Sorry, not sorry. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, exactly. Well, Michael, we're coming up on our time. You have anything else fun for me? Uh, or do we just want to close it out on porn? <laughs> <laughs> I have I have one small thing. Okay. So we had talked about a couple episodes ago. I don't even remember what episode it was at this time because we've had so many. Yeah, we've got we've we've got a couple. But uh, I told you about the wonderful meth economy of yeah. trading gnomes for uh, for meth. Yeah. In New Zealand. Well. It turns out that New Zealanders will pretty much steal anything. Like all the things. All the things. So okay. I found a story about how New Zealanders are stealing beehives at an alarming rate. Just like entire fucking beehives. Beehives, you say? Yes. Full of bees. Full. <clears throat> well, I mean, Michael, bees are going out of. Out of business, as it were, or going extinct, I guess, is probably a better way to say it. So maybe, I mean, like, they got to get a hold of them early, so they're worth so much more money. Well, I mean, it is partially true. Apparently, um, in New Zealand, they have this this honey called Makuna honey, which actually tastes like shit. Uh, it's min- it has a mineral and slightly bitter taste. Okay. But fucking Gwyneth Paltrow decided that Makuna honey... Um, has some kind of weird magical healing properties. And so it's caused uh, a 35% jump in exports of this terrible tasting honey. And it goes for about $100 per kilogram. And a hive can be worth as much as $1,400. And so what people, the fuck? Are, people are stealing them in record numbers. There's been 400 plus cases of entire beehives being stolen and this this macuna honey is these beehives are just in new zealand yes these particular beehives are just in new zealand god that, so this just reminds me of i mean so gwyneth paltrow has some some shit uh i think jessica alba has like her like nature products or whatever and like 
I think like she put out a list of or a a line of uh, sunscreens that were like supposed to be like super friendly to your skin and like environmentally friendly, and then were also proven to like not protect you from the sun <laughs> at all. Which uh, is kind of the main purpose of sunscreen, right? Yeah, it's got literally one job, uh, <laughs> and it didn't do that. And just like as much as I, I really appreciate the intentions of people like Gwyneth Paltrow and Jessica Alba, sometimes it's just like just fuck you. Like you, you're not going to discover anything like world changing at this point. Like I, I appreciate that like you discovered this shitty, nasty, foul honey, but. <laughs> Now you've created a, a new black market in uh, New Zealand. Has Gwyneth Paltrow responded to this? No, she hasn't. But what what's funny is this story actually references the garden gnomes and pink flamingos that were stolen to pay for the mess. Really? And is, it, is it on a completely different website? That website, I don't remember what website that was, but this one's on Gizmodo. And okay. They actually linked to the, to the article. Um that I had shared with you from, uh, I think, the Daily News. Well, I mean, Gizmodo exists. Basically, all those blogs exist to just drive traffic to every other blog right. on the planet. So it's not <laughs> shocking that they did that. But, um, man, New Zealand, why are you so thirsty for crime? Right? Like, I would have thought, like, hey, New Zealand, they're, they're pretty laid back. They fucking hike around volcanoes. Uh, they're just happy they're not in Australia where everything can kill you. But apparently, they're fucking stealing shit left and right. Yeah. And I mean, again, like, why is everything so valuable there, though? Why are garden gnomes three hundred dollars? Why are why is honey fourteen hundred dollars per comb? That's nuts. Uh, you know, I have to say, I have to throw a shout out to uh, our friend Dave who sent you the Terminator fucking gnome. I did. Our our good friend Dave uh, heard the episode and. Even though Michael and I looked at each of these fucking gnomes online, and I almost bought Michael a Gnomeland security uh, gnome, uh, <laughs> did not get it. But uh, our friend Dave out in San Diego mailed, I, I just got a package in the mail with a, probably like a six inch Nominator, which is, he's my new home security system, and it's fucking <laughs> rad as hell. I love it. No one's going to fuck with you, man. No. No, they walk up all. and see that gnome. They're like, "Shit, I need to get the fuck out of here." Well, unfortunately, it is in the corner of like my front door area, so you wouldn't see it until you were leaving the house. But I mm. feel like it'd be a, a, enough of a like trigger to be like, "Oh shit, I I'm should probably drop all this shit and get the yeah." Fuck out so of here. one day I'll just come home and like Sora will be asleep in my bed, having never moved while an intruder <laughs> came into the home, and then I'll just have all my stuff right in my front hallway, uh, just inexplicably, which I'm okay you know, with that. You know, uh, our friends Dave and Brooke, a different Dave, um, they they gave me and Rachel a uh, Florida Gators gnome as a wedding gift. And he has been protecting our houses, our apartments and houses, uh, since we got it. Um, he sits outside and he, he looks down the alley at our current place and makes sure that uh, no hooligans try to get all up in here. That's good. Um, so gnomes are very effective. We have yeah. not... We have not been robbed yet. So That's great. So I think you're in good hands. Well, I'm very excited to have it, Dave. Thank you so much. Um, Michael, I think that's going to do it for us this week on Trends in Low Places. Um, if you want to learn more about our show or just want to read uh, my thoughts on this one, you can check out goodbuddymedia.com slash blog. I'll have a uh, post up with this episode of the show. Um, and Michael, how else can people find us? You can find us on Twitter or on Facebook at TILPcast. Um, me and Kush usually retweet or um, share the articles from Facebook and Twitter. Um, please go there and like us and comment and 
share your uh, your insights on our stories or send us some new stories. Um, you know, we look forward to hearing from you guys. Yeah, very much so. Uh, Michael, before we go, are you sure you don't want to talk about uh, porn anymore? <laughs> I mean, I could talk about porn. Well, I have a raging boner now, so thanks for that. Yeah, you're welcome. Hey, Michael, I know where you can take care of that. <laughs> Just don't watch uh, too much. Hey, hey Pornhub, what up? How you doing? Well, Michael, thank you so much for joining me, everyone. Uh, we'll see you next week. Love you, buddy. Toodles. <laughs>